Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are in Southern California again. Hi, babe. Hey, dear. We're in uh, construction land here, so um, we're in the process of rebuilding our lives in Southern California for at least part of the month, huh? All kinds of new things to discover. Yes. We are We are always on a discovery path. I think we should get on social media and see what's going on around here. Well, we can, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. All right. Did you know that? I thought so. <laughs> so we're talking about sex and social media and how those two have um, in some ways positively intertwined and then in other ways it's created a, a little bit more confusion and, and some more conundrums for us. So I'm going to go over some of those today. I've, I've seen you enjoying those conundrums and it's pretty scary so let's let's cover this yeah and straighten everybody out yeah well I think we need to make people aware or bring at least bring a voice to the awareness that people are having around social media because it is it's massive I mean how many how many members are on just Facebook alone it's it's worldwide it's billions billions and that that has a huge impact on our connectivity which in some ways, can really help us to overcome biases and to become better educated and more well acquainted with other cultures and diversity. And in other ways, it opens up Pandora's box to things that we don't really understand and we don't have the the skills and tools to deal with them. I think just some of the languaging and the way we use the same words differently can uh, get you in trouble. Definitely. Well, we know that. Mm-hmm. Just in a, with our own language, we speak the same language, and you're in trouble often. Well, you speak woman, and I speak man, <laughs> so we do have sometimes some trouble communicating. I speak woman. <laughs> okay. So one of the things as a sexologist that I enjoy about the social media is that I can meet up and I can I can connect to sexologists all over the world, and we can share information and education and and research so that you know we're we're not all having to reinvent the wheel. So that's kind of cool. Absolutely. So that that does open up this sexual education for the masses. Uh, you know, I get a lot of questions in my inbox, uh, personal questions that people want to answer, and obviously I don't have time to answer every question that comes to me through all my social media outlets. You know, I encourage people to schedule an appointment one because then you have my undivided attention and I can focus on you and what your questions are and make sure I answer them completely. I can't do that in a text message or an IM. It just, you know, communication really has to be, I I do all my counseling via Skype or Zoom so I can see people. That to me is critical. Once you get to know Nancy, most questions are not answered with either a yes or a no. I like words. <laughs> I know. And I, I, I'm, I totally admit that I oftentimes use too many words. Um, that, that's something I'm working on is being a little more concise. But I love words. Well, I think that people 
feel like they're asking a simple question and it's really much more complicated and it opens up that Pandora's box. Really, because there really isn't any simple question, you know, when people, because one of the big questions I get, which I've shared on this show before is, how do I get my wife to, you know, X, Y, or Z? And so we have to have a conversation about that. That requires some education and information and understanding about what you have the right to get your wife to do. <laughs> I thought maybe that was going to be one that did have a simple answer. <laughs> like you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, that does. But then they want to know, well, then how do I get my needs met? That's the, usually the next question. I have needs. How do I get them met if I can't make her do X, Y, and Z? So no. then we have to get creative. And the answer to that is? You have conversations. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you meet her needs, and then she'll be more willing to meet yours. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to um, move along and talk a little bit about um, cross-cultural conversations and in sex in the media and social media. And you know, we do take your calls, so you can call in uh, during the show. The, I've posted the phone number on on social media. And I'll try to find it here for you to give to you um, during the show. But it's, you know, if you have a specific question, you can also email me at drnancy, D-R-N-A-N-C-Y, at drnsp.com. And I'll be sure to answer it in our shows. Now, on the show, you have the topics of the shows that are going to be on each week. Right. So someone could go to the channel yes. and look and see what the next topic is and then submit questions for the next show. And if they follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, YouTube. I post ahead of time what the topics are going to be and a little summary about our conversation so people can get a heads up about that. So when, we, when we're cross-culture you know, a lot of cultures uh, don't have the advantage of open sex education like we do in our country, and ours is lacking, but we're we're working on it. I, I see this happening in the grade schools where they're actually creating curriculums for grade school educa- sex education that includes the, all the yummy things like pleasure and consent and and co- how to have a conversation and that sort of thing. So, but many other cultures don't, and so they don't have the same boundaries. I've discovered with how they ask or what they say or what they expect of women. And this is something that I think that the social media hopefully will help is to give them feedback on how women around the world receive those kinds of um, uh, uh, boundary crossing terms or conversations or, or comments that, that are off-putting and aren't going to get them what they're hoping for, which is probably to meet somebody or at least be able to have conversations with women around the world. Well, it would help them in some countries start to get ahead of the curve and, and try to get a feel for which direction things are going. I mean, any time a culture mixes, there is going to be a little bit of a clash and, and each will exchange ideas and 
we'll move forward. We have so much to learn from each other. So I would love to see it become more positive and to, to, you know, I always talk about social media etiquette and it's really, to me, it's no different than it would be if we met at the grocery store or Starbucks or at a social event. You know, you wouldn't come up to me and, and say, you know, hey, nice tits, which, you know, people will say that on social media, no problem, but you wouldn't do that. Would you? <laughs> Looking at you. <laughs> Please tell I, I, me. I had, a, I had a friend that did that when we were walking out to parking lot, and it did get quite a reaction. Was it a positive reaction? It was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It was. I don't know if it was positive. It was shock, more of a shocker. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, WTF. That's yeah. where you get the WTFs, right? I got it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so you know, when when people are surprised when they're smacked upside the head via social media because they've been rude or crude, you know, we we'll we just have to kind of go back to human human basics and human decency. And social media definitely has unleashed a lot of people. So there's a lot of angst going on in social media with the clashes of the cultures and especially around the topic of sex. Sex, gender, um, the Me Too movement. And, you know, really, we wouldn't have the Me Too movement if it weren't for social media and and the president of the United States. But, you know, that's that's another story. But social media certainly has spread that like wildfire around the world. So we, you know, we can thank social media for a lot. Well, I think we need to thank that reporter that put together all the data. Absolutely. What a brave soul. Yeah. Yes. And so as we move through the conversation today, we're going to talk a little bit about what to do, what not to do, how to get what you want, how, how not to get what you want, um, how to create conversation in social media that perhaps would open doors for you to develop new relationships and friendships with people. That's isn't that part of what we want? I think social media started off originally as a way to connect with old friends or family that live afar. And now it's opened the door to the world. Really. Well, I think they planned on that with friends of friends. Right. And, you know, right. there aren't too many generations before you are talking across the cultures. Right. But even in our own culture, we have problems when people feel unleashed. Yes. And and I think that that's really what need, people need to understand is that on social media, you should not feel unleashed. You know, I think the um, the ability to be anonymous, it's like the mask that people can wear. You know, you go to a costume party and or somebody puts on a costume and a mask. They can behave very differently because they're not portraying their personal self and social media has opened that up to where people can be anonymous so if I had a if I had a suggestion for Facebook it would be no more anonymity people need to be say who they are which they tried they forced me to use my real name I had a, a, a pseudonym account just when I started off and they forced me to use my real name so I'm not sure why they're not doing that to everybody <clears throat> well, and every everything that we decide has a consequence, and you know, some anonymity has helped people be confident enough to express ideas that they otherwise wouldn't be able to because of their situation at home. So it does get complicated that way, but you'll make 
more progress if you remember you're talking to a human being on the other side. Ah, yes, that's so that's so critical because I think they forget or they don't care. I'm not sure which it is. Well, there are consequences. Uh, what happens to people who uh, overstep the ground with you, dear? I just blo- I well, I chew them out first. <laughs> I give them a piece of my very wordy mind, <laughs> and then I block them. Kind of, kind of another version of the WTF. Yeah, I smack them upside the virtual head, and then I block them. So, so then, they're, then they're completely cut off from me and all my friends and my world. So if that's yeah. what they want to have happen. Which is sad. There is, so there is a consequence for, for bad behavior on the social media side of things. Right, right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Do um, you use social media? much <laughs> a little bit a little bit yeah I, I think you know they're in I wonder if in couples if it's t- if it tends to be one person more than the other and the other person just kind of fills them in seems to be that way because I know a lot of men who use social media and their spouses don't use it so it's, it's almost like one one of every pair seems to be a social media hound well I think it takes some organization and it has to feel worthwhile so you have to get to a point where you feel like you're getting something back for the right right well and you know it it does open up um opportunity for 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 marketing that's that we never had before so the this is a a positive so when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about uh sexy doesn't have an expiration date and how that fits into social media and how we can use that to spread the word about that in a positive light All right. You ready to come back and do that? Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have some more sexy talk for you. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. 
Welcome back. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are here having fun. So I'm glad to hear that sexy doesn't have an expiration date. Me too. Because I'm having on those days. <laughs> we all are, hopefully. I know. Well, that's the if, thing. If we're not, we're done. And I'm not ready to be done. Well, the first thing I want to say on this topic is you need to go to Nancy's YouTube channel and watch her video on sexy doesn't have an expiration date. It's very, very classy, very, very revealing, and fun to watch. And it's 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 in, it's titled um, "You Won't Shame Me." Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So, and my YouTube channel is the Sex Host, or Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce. You know, Either I, one will find it. I don't understand why um, people would shame somebody for getting older because a lot of relationships now are starting to have huge age gaps between them right I mean you're seeing 20 year olds with 40 and 50 year olds and if there's a 20 year old and a 50 year old you got somebody that's got a few years under their belt yeah I I, I see nothing wrong with the age discrepancy because I think people are staying younger and more um, more socially conscious now and part that's I think that's partly due to social media because we have access to the world, which keeps us engaged and interested. Well, and, and in that situation, fifty percent of the people are a little bit older and more experienced. Yes. Well, there's a good thing with experience. Yeah. I think so. Somebody yeah. has to bring some knowledge to the party. Right. Right. Yeah. Two twenty-year-olds. That's just a waste of time. <laughs> That's a waste of really good energy. <laughs> we could put that to such better use. <laughs> All right, I'm digressing. So sexy doesn't have an expiration date. One of the things that um, social media does do is it gives us an outlet to to share our expression of sexy or vibrancy. And part of my mission for doing the video and Mark uh, creating the video about You Don't Shame Me is that as a woman, I do get shamed by other women as well as men for showing sexy pictures. They're always classy. They're always, um, I, I use my grandchildren as my measuring device because I figure they're on. The, it's on the internet and they're savvy. So chances are they might run into my picture sometime and I want to make sure that I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, they might be embarrassed just to see me in a you know little skimpy bikini, but I want to make sure I'm not embarrassed. So I kind of use that as my, my, my measure. It's interesting how people have expectations of how you should act and behave based on your age and kind of what generation you're in. Right. Oh, I've been told you just need to you need to stay in your lane and you need to stop trying to act like you're younger and get get some yarn out and start knitting. You, you, can, you can only imagine what I, how I respond to that. I, I think there's probably all kinds of theories as to why sexy uh, doesn't have an expiration date. It's just not comfortable for people. But one of the things is, is that we look at our parents at a certain age when we're growing up. And we see them, and we just cannot imagine our parents being sexual. So when we get to be that age, you're supposed to act like you're not sexual. Right. Well, guess what? In our age group, people are becoming more sexual than ever before. Yes. 
Thank goodness. There's a lot less uh, reason to hide it. I think really what was happening before us, it was just very much under the cover. <laughs> they were they were in the closet or under the sheets. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now it's social media. People are out there. They're expressing ideas and desires and and getting together with people with like-minded interest. And, and a lot of those do have to do with sexual play. I wonder why that is that it, that it creeps people out about their parents having sex. It, I think that's just, uh, that's part of our social construct to think that sex is somehow yucky or dirty or or only for young people or, you know, what? where, where does that come from? I, I think most people think it's only for them because they don't want their children to have sex and they don't want their parents to have sex. So they think they're the only ones having sex and they're, right. they've invented it. Right. Right. They forgot that that's how they got here. You know, well. <laughs> It's like we are all here because of sex, <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. So I think it's I think it's uh, really important for parents and for for us to um, to be affectionate with each other, to to be a little provocative, just a little flirty. That that your kids, if they can see that, just that you flirt, wink at each other. It could be very subtle. It doesn't have to be overt, but so that they know that you're still interested in each other. I think that gives them a different role modeling. Whereas, you know, many generations, the role model was that your parents stopped having sex after a certain year, after a certain age. And so then that was the expectation. And so people oftentimes believe that and then they follow suit even if it doesn't fit necessarily who they are I know I became a a grandmother at a young age and it it really made me pause and question my sexuality and my sexiness what was that role that new role supposed to do to me I didn't think you became a grandmother. You became a nana. Oh, well, yes, I became a nana. You went around and around just with the word. Yeah. Well, I was young. You know, I was too young. So when you're super young and you become a nana, it does, it's a little jolting. You expect to be a nana in your 60s or 70s. You know, I I was a nana very young. So it, you know, so it, it did, it jolted me. I am in my 60s. Right. Well, now, now if we were to become grandparents for the first time, it would, it might. Well, no, I still would be weird. So I think people <laughs> I'm still are comfortable thinking about their parents in a sexual way, which is totally understandable. They don't need to have to go there with that. But then they extrapolate to other people mm-hmm. and, and assume that when they meet somebody on a business trip or something like that, that that they're asexual if they're a certain age, or that they are acting inappropriate if they act the same way as somebody who's 30 or 40. Right, right. Yeah, the, the whole, uh, you're your behaving inappropriately really throws me. It's like, who, who designed appropriate behavior for... So, sexy doesn't have an expiration date. No. It's really about doing away with this age-appropriate idea of sexual play. Right. And time and energy. Next week, um, we're going to be talking about navigating the lifestyle, which I think I'm excited about because I think that's when you go to a lifestyle event, which isn't swingers events, by the way, it's, it's really adults that have embraced sexy doesn't have an expiration date. And so you get to meet adults of all ages and they mix 20s with 70s and 80s and people mix and chat and become friends and and support each other. 
And imagine a world where you could express yourself in a sexy, uh, maybe even a little bit naughty way, and you felt supported in doing that instead of rejected or, or criminalized in some way. And so that's, for me, that's what the lifestyle has represented. So I'm excited to talk more about that next week. So how do we, how do we manage, how do we self-manage on social media? And, you know, I think, you know, being able to express yourself freely is very important. Um, noting who will see your posts, letting that be kind of your guide, who's, who can see these things that are on the internet. You know, um, we can talk a little bit um, about dick pics or that, genital pics. That almost deserves a whole section, really. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next section a little bit. But, you know, how how do we, how can we engage in maybe some sexual banter or flirting banter in using social media that is that is comfortable and that will be received in the way that we're hoping? You know, I guess per, maybe first people need to establish what is their intention. Yeah? Absolutely. So if your intention is to create some kind of a, a open dialogue with this person, then you might want to step in lightly and not just smack them with your dick pic. Right? I wonder how many women send send pussy pictures. Not enough. <laughs> See, I guess that's the difference between men speak and women speak. Because 99% of women do not want to see that in their inbox. And I guess maybe men might be more curious. But, you know, if you, it, it's, um, and, you know, I guess it, it's just, it's just the flasher. It's the social media version of a flasher. You know, standing on the street corner flashing the kids. They're just putting it in our inbox. Well, I, I like the idea that you melt all of these things together because these are important topics. And I think that if you're talking to someone who's a little bit older and they're flirting with you, you have to remember that that they're they're gently reminding you that sexy doesn't have an expiration date and that you don't have to to go any further than that, but just realize that, that they are a sexual being and they're enjoying it, but you don't have to overdo it, you know. And the other really important piece of that is when somebody puts out a provocative photograph of themselves, it is not saying anything about what you get to do or what they want you to do or what they're giving you permission to do. It's not speaking about you. It's just revealing themselves in a way that is self-expression. It's like putting out a piece of art and then expecting that you're going to do something about it. It isn't about you. It's well, I, about them. And that's exactly how the sexy doesn't have an expiration date is going to spread. Because like you said, you're either an example or a warning. Yes. So you, you come out and you show people that you still feel sexy. You know, your age is not uh, a factor. And I think you got to watch that YouTube video because that's exactly what that's showing is that the number of days that you've added have made you better. Oh, <laughs> you're a little biased, but I like and that I have about a lot you. Of firsthand information about yeah. that. <laughs> you do. I do. <laughs> awesome. A little Dioma came out there. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, next uh, segment up, we're going to talk about uh, the Me Too movement and social media and what's going on and how it's influenced us, how we're influencing the movement through this uh, medium of social media. And um, then in the last segment, we're going to talk about how to help your kids navigate this big world of social media because we're getting experience at the same time they are. Absolutely. I think that's really important. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to have more sexy talk with you. Be right back. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to Conscious Living Sexuality, and this is all about waking up to your sexy life and how to make it even better than it already is. Excellent. Yes. We like living sexy, for sure. And this is on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, so, you know, it it is all about adults living sexy, feeling sexy, feeling free to act sexy, and also feeling free to... Ask other people for things that may, might make us feel sexy. Well, you know what the largest sex organ is. Who no. or what? <laughs> I know. It's the brain. The brain. And yes. social media ties directly into the virtual sex, the sex texting, the, the, the sexual energy in that way. Because obviously there's no physical touch. Right. And for some people, it's a lot safer that way. Yes. So you can you can interact sexually, uh, but there still have to be some guidelines. There still has to be some etiquette, so that you're success- successful. Right. If you're if you're not following any type of pattern or etiquette, you're just going to get a lot of doors closed because you do block them. Right. Do block them. Yeah, I showed you my block list on that on the, my one account, which is very long. Right. Yes. Right. And those are all because of inappropriate uh, 
assaults. Well, this is a problem with celebrities uh, in general because people will will take liberties with them and see if they'll engage. And um, I think that that's where the problems begin. You cannot take those liberties. You have to be asked. So what is it about the social media that has allowed people consciously to be feel like they can override the consenting process? I think it's just everything feels sped up. You know, people are anxious to get to the next step. They don't want to they don't want to take the baby steps. They want to jump right in. And and that doesn't work, especially with mine sexuality it's gotta you've got to ease in or, or you're not gonna you're just gonna get blocked it's kind of like a mind rape you know really I mean if you if you open your you open your inbox and there's there's people having having sex or a, just a close-up of somebody's penis um, you didn't ask for it. You didn't give permission for them to send it. You, there's no warning. There was no buildup. There's no, there's no nothing. So it's, it's really no different than raping somebody physically. You're raping them mentally. It's, it feels like an assault. Well, it's not going to work out well for you. I no. mean, if you really want to change the behavior, we have to go back to the person who's doing the behavior and say, oh, that didn't work. You're blocked. And so now you've cut yourself off from somebody that might have had some good information for you, may have been able to exchange some ideas, and now, and now you're blocked. Yes, it's traumatic, but uh, people on social media have to be prepared for that, too. Yes. You know, it's going to happen, so don't go on social media if you can't handle it. That's true. There is a lot of rejection on social media. I, I, you know, I don't yeah. know how to get around that part. But if we want the culture to move forward in a positive way, we have to figure out how to help people learn some new etiquette and immediately posting a picture that's offensive is not going to work. True. So, you know, until the person asks for what they want, if they ask for a picture, now you must be a little bit further down the road with them. And that doesn't mean you're going to get it. No. You know, but at least you've asked. Right. right, right. Well, there should be no penalty in asking. Right, right. Because that's what we're really trying to emphasize is that people create safe zones to operate within and and ask for what you want, and that's how you get consent. You, if that's the first step of getting consent is asking for what you want. Yeah, I've been um, I've been blamed uh, numerous times. Uh, about uh, being being offended for getting dick pics and and being sexually uh, aggressive sexual messaging, I've been blamed because of my of my sexy pictures I put out there. Well, you asked for it, it's, and I go, "Whoa, okay, that's the rape culture speaking. That is totally the rape culture blaming the the victim." for what she was wearing. And we've done that with rape for centuries, blaming the girl, well, if you didn't dress like a slut, you wouldn't have been raped. And there was a great um, uh, display in New York of the clothing that rape victims were wearing at the time they were raped. And there was the, the, the most horrendous one was a little tiny pink dress that a little girl was wearing. So you can't say that 
rape is propagated by the victim that's being raped. You know, that's the mindset of the rapist. And so when we're blaming victims for what other people are doing, um, I had, when I shared with a friend a long time ago, oh my God, you know, these dick pics, that's really offending me. And she's like, oh, well, why, why would you allow people to send you dick pics? <laughs> like, I'm not allowing it. It's, it you, you can't stop it. That's the problem is you can't, you can't prevent it. There's, they do it to you. Then you have to deal with it so you don't get another one. But there's, the only prevention I can think of is more and more education and more and more of these conversations for people to understand that they are not welcomed and that they are very much offensive and assaulting and just not okay. Just don't do that. Right? Just don't do that. Ask. And, and oftentimes when you ask, I mean, somebody might say yes. You know, I, I don't know. They might. But we got we got to be able to do that. So part of the part of the process is commanding respect and we can do that by our words, by our teaching and then just, you know, blocking people that don't want to learn. Well, if you have some consequences, that's uh, a great idea. Now, wh- what would be the positive aspect of acknowledging that you put a sexy picture up on the internet? What I think one of the positives is when women um, say, thank you, uh, you, you are a great role model. Um, I was, I was, I'm in my 20s and I've been worried that as I age, I'm going to lose my sexiness and I can see that you haven't and you give me hope. Those kind of things, those keep me going. Those keep me doing what I'm doing. Um, it's, you know, I, I don't really care if, 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 if my picture turns somebody on that, that really doesn't have an impact on me. I don't need to know. It's like when somebody, you know, there's this whole thing out there about um, uh, tributes and the, they'll say, I, I did, I gave, I gave that photo a tribute, which means that they printed it out and they ejaculated on it for you in tribute to you. Wow. Yeah. So when somebody says, I'm, I'm going to give you a tribute, you go, no, thank you. <laughs> or whatever. That's your, that's up to you. You know, but I don't need to know. Well, I think this ties. So now it's easier for people to understand that you're putting these pictures out there to show other people that sexy doesn't have an expiration date. Right. It's okay to feel sexual. It's okay to feel energy. But you're not communicating that energy to any one specific person. And no. isn't it really a reflection of how you're going to act or behave? No. At all? Not at all. No, it's about my confidence and and my awareness that, you know, women, women every day are bombarded with images of photoshopped women and women that have had lots of cosmetic procedures to, to change them. And... I, I really want to put out there that uh, this is a natural body. I, I, I work at keeping fit and healthy. I don't overdo it. I'm just a, I'm just a normal woman and that you can still be a normal woman and feel sexy and vibrant and confident that you don't have to those all those extra things aren't going to change who you are. They're only going to change the outside of you. And I, for me, sexy is all about 
the mind and the attitude and a lot less about the body. And if you're on social media, you can put up any picture you want. So, Right. So these people out there, you know, you, you really have to be careful with, with uh, jumping into the apparent side of things. But I totally understand now why you're putting those pictures up there. So now people can see as an example that that age does not take away your sexy. Right. It's not going anywhere. I, I plan to keep it until I'm done with this body. And and I think that's that's probably the thing I learned by becoming a, a, a nana early is that my the roles I play in life, wife, mother, nurse, doctor, whatever, don't define me. That I get to define myself by how I feel and my energy and how I'm excited about my life and how I'm moving through life. And it has nothing to do with the role I have, the age I am, or the size I am. So that if, I, if, if we can help, if I can help one other woman or girl to know that she doesn't have to change a darn thing to be magnificent, because she already is then I've done what I came here to do. And if I can help men see that I'm not doing it for them, if they appreciate it, great, that's fine, that's up to you, but I don't need need that feedback. It's more important to me that I get feedback from women saying thank you, you know, for for showing me the way. So, and I get that a lot, which is- Absolutely. Which feeds me. All right, well, we're going to take a break in a minute, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how how the social media is influencing our kids and our grandkids, the younger generations coming up, because they're being raised with it from the get-go. We, we, we got it later, but they're being raised with this as the culture that they're being brought up in, and how we as, as the adults can maybe help them, <laughs> how we can help ourselves, because I see a lot of adults that aren't really good at self-management, so how, how, do, we, how do we learn with our kids, I guess, is really the, pro- the process that we're going for. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. You're listening. 
listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and this show is... um, so proud to be a part of the Sexy Lifestyle Network and all the other amazing shows that are being added and participating in really trying to help the adults of the world uh, navigate a sexier, happier, more fulfilling life. I think what you're doing is great there because there's such a, the shame culture is really makes it very difficult to navigate these waters and when we start to talk about children all the things that we've just been talking about shaming people for wanting to have pleasure with sex is uh, not productive when you're talking about how you're educating your children to be comfortable with the topic of sex and that's really what you want is you want them to feel comfortable with the topic of sex so you have to have a certain etiquette, it has to be age appropriate, and, you know, you're doing all those things. This whole, you know, consent, it's all very, very important if we're going to uh, work with our kids. Now social media opens up Pandora's box, so especially for children. And after seeing this, I do believe that there have to be some protections and restrictions and controls for children so that things do remain age appropriate. Yes, because as we know, people have, can have access to their accounts and access to them that we don't have a clue about if they're if we're not monitoring that carefully. And so I think that is one area that parents can't be too di- diligent in, in man, helping them manage and, and protect them. So just to um, segue from the sexy doesn't have an expiration date to this, uh, my oldest granddaughter, a few years ago, we were driving in the car and she said to me, uh, so Nana, I Googled you. And I went, okay, what'd you find? <laughs> she said, well, you have a lot of sexy pictures on the internet. And I said, yeah. And she said, why? Why Why do you put those out there? So I said, well, it's so that you and girls like you and women, young women, younger women than I am, know that you don't have to be a certain age or size to be vibrant and alive and feel confident and sexy. And to me, that's important. I want you to know that you don't have to rush it. That you just, It's not going to expire. There's not, you know, it's not like it's just for people that are a teenager or in their 20s, it's this youth-oriented culture that we get told about all the time. I said, that's a myth. And you've got, you've got the, your whole life to feel sexy and to feel vibrant. So if you can, if you can get that from those pictures, then I've uh, done my job. And she just, she paused for a minute, then she looked at me and she goes, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So, you know, for me, that was validation that what I'm putting out there is is okay. It is getting the message across, and it, it if nothing else, it'll at least give give girls a chance to ask me. I think anything that we do that brings up conversation about sex in a meaningful and respectful way is the pathway for people to be more safe and and have more fun. You know, I think that that's 
we have to get comfortable with the words and the language and talking to your children is one of the more difficult things to do. All your biases surface, all of your fears and concerns and all of the things that you've experienced come to the forefront. And, but uh, hiding them from it is not going to work. They're, they're, they're curious. They're, it's, it's, it's innate. It's, they're they're going to feel sexual. And I think it's important, you know, kids kids try to emulate adults. And so the Kardashians are, have a huge influence on young teenage girls. And so I've seen a lot of the little girls, you know, 12, 13 years old, putting out very provocative pictures of themselves. Um, and, and that, sadly, that's like a lure for predators and people to to take advantage of them. So I think we have to really be be mindful and teach kids about how to how to express themselves in ways that are uh, proactive and um, maybe more artistic, more interesting. They don't have to try to emulate somebody else that's getting a lot of attention for that if that's not what they want. And 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 the the predators are are real. You know, they they do come out of the woodwork and and go after the kids. Well, <laughs> because the kids are inexperienced and they right. are naive and they're vulnerable. They don't block them, like the grown-ups do. <laughs> so I think that's you know. So you know, I know a lot of parents fight with the kids because they the kids will always say, "Oh, all my friends have Snapchat. All my friends have Instagram," and. It, probably better to have a conversation with the parents of all those kids because you probably find that they don't all have it or they don't all have free reign of it and but the kids want it and so they always use that as an excuse so it you know gather up your I think it's really important for moms and dads um, of a friend social circle to know each other and have conversations so that they can support the movement in that circle so that all the kids kind of get get the same input you know if 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 all of your friends don't have snapchat then you really won't want it and and snapchat's one of those that i i would probably advise against because those photos do disappear after a while they think and they're still attracting perhaps unwanted attention so it's too bad that you know that again social media um, maybe when you start off just keep it with friends and not right. friends of friends right so that you can kind of circle the wagons and get comfortable those are the people that, that they're going to have physical contact with so so that's a better group to start with and to learn with because we all learn the people that we're surrounded by our parents and and our friends at school so so I think that narrowing the, the scope of the social media is very important. And you can try to block the internet in general, but it's pretty difficult yeah. um, because of how vast it is. Uh, anybody with a browser can go find stuff. Well, and, and kids have to have their phones now for homework and to, you know, so much of education in even grammar school is online. You know, they have, they can get their grades, their papers, they can, they can connect with the teacher. So it's pretty hard to take their phones away from them or to minimize the use of the phones because they are using them for 
more things than just friend stuff. So with social media, you have the problem of, of people who might want to try to take advantage of, of your children. But with browsing in general, what you have, you have the problem of misinformation. Yes. And I have a feeling that almost all children, as they become curious, are going to browse. And now they're not interacting with anyone, which is good because that's safe. And it's good for them to be able to look into their curiosities. Uh, we all have done that one way or another when we were younger. So it really just brings up the idea that it's important to be able to talk to your kids and not embarrass or shame them so that they can say, hey, mom, got curious, look this up on the internet, but this seemed, I've got a question. Right. And if they're not willing to bring the question to you, because uh, that's going to be where they're at. That's what their curiosities are. That's why they looked. So you have to, you can't back up the clock. You can't deny that it happened. And you shouldn't shame. You should just want to know why they were curious and did they get their question answered in a way that is actually reasonable and, and not, uh, you know, some marketing plan yeah. or something like that. And, and like we've talked about in the kids' segments before, you know, it's ask, ask questions when the kids ask questions. Ask questions back. Try to find out where they are, where they got the information, um, where, where they're, who's their source, you know, because kids all have a source of sex education. Somebody somewhere is teaching your kids about sex ed. So if you want to really help them guide that education so that it's it's responsible and it's real, it's it's healthy education, then you need to know kind of where they're misinformed so you can correct, make make those corrections without judging or shaming. You know, shame doesn't create change. So if you want your kids to have a healthy sex life with adults, you have to create this, those healthy sex attitudes as kids. You know, as a, as a doctor, I know that the uh, information out on the internet in the healthcare world is so vast, and there's so much misinformation. This prevents this. This helps that. This helps everything. Um, so, in the STI world, their kids are going to get a lot of misinformation mm -hmm. on the internet, and you kind of want to believe what you want to hear. Right. Sometimes you don't want the the real truth. You know, the truth is. Yes, you always need to use a condom. You know, you just always need to. You cannot believe what the other person's saying until you're in a long-term relationship right. with them, and and then and then you you develop some trust and and but on the internet they might be getting different information uh, about STIs and pregnancy and all of those things. So have those conversations so that it enforces what they're learning out there. Truly. That's really important. You can't have too many conversations about these topics. These are really important. Health, safety, wellness, mind, body, spirit, it's all its all intertwined. Uh, next week, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday uh, talking about navigating the lifestyle and what that means if you're curious about it, if you've stepped in and you really didn't know how to handle it. So we're going to have some tri trips tips and tricks for you to investigate this lifestyle as adults and uh, get get what you want out of it. This is all about creating designer relationships and making sure that you're living your finest, sexiest, healthiest, happiest life 
and you and your partner are on the same page and can can move into these arenas together with an open mind and and see what happens. It's about it's all about exploration, right? Okay. Absolutely. So thanks another for another great show, babe. I appreciate it. All right. Very fun. So remember that you want to laugh hard, you want to love more, and you want to kiss longer. We'll be back next week, and we're going to practice that all week long. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and 
bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.